Familiar strains of Carmen, Bizet's Carmen. This weekend, the Michigan Opera Theater kicks off its 2016-2017 performance schedule with that iconic opera. This is Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and thanks for joining us. This season at the Michigan Opera Theater also represents the end of an era for the opera in Detroit. Founder and artistic director David DiChiara is retiring, and a break from work on a long and storied career is probably well-deserved, but I want to say, David, you're only 81. Who (laughs) told you you could retire? (laughs) Right. (laughs) How is that possible? (laughs) David D. Carey, welcome to Detroit Today. Thank you so much. Yeah. yeah. Always a pleasure. I I mean, I suppose I'm surprised that you're you're, uh, retiring, but when you think about your, your career and how long you have worked at this and how much you have done... For not just opera, but uh, but arts and culture here in Detroit and and Michigan, I guess I guess you've earned that, right? Oh, yeah, <laughs> and you know, in many ways, it's not it's not uh, the end of what I'm doing because uh, this is uh, I've I've been looking forward to uh, I'm writing a book. It's been a lot of stuff. Yeah, a lot yeah. of a lot of wonderful people that I've had the. Uh, pleasure and the honor of working with uh, in this long career and um, I, I think people are always interested in uh, in the things that you might know about you know people like Betty Davis uh-huh. and Joan Sutherland and Pavarotti these are fascinating people that I've had the pleasure to, to work with and um, so I've, I've been kind of looking forward to sharing some of the behind the scenes yeah. uh, things with some of these uh, amazing people you know sure sure and of course you leave uh, the opera company in 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 good shape and and that always hasn't always been true i mean it's always been well, up we've and, had our up ups and, and downs down. uh, absolutely uh, there particularly in, in around 08 and so forth when the economy really was tanking sure. uh we we had um, the struggle to make sure that that we Kept the company going and, yes. and uh, into the future. Yeah, I, I, I often say that people here in Detroit somewhat take for granted the idea that that we have an opera company located here. But if you go to other cities of similar size, many of them have have had to go away. I mean, yes, it's, yes, it's just not a it's not a given anymore. Un- unfortunately, and uh, and that's true with a lot of cultural institutions. And we have to work very hard to uh, to keep them alive because that's what gives uh, a quality of life to any community. Absolutely, you know? and uh, so. But I'm I'm thrilled that we're that the company is doing well, and I feel very comfortable in uh, <laughs> making sure that it goes on that it uh, will that it will w- without keep going. Me. Yes, right. yeah. Right. Uh, talk about the, the the founding of the company. What was what was going on, and what made you say, 
this is something I want to do here in Metro Detroit. Well, it just seemed to me, you know, here's here's a large metropolitan uh, city without an opera company, and uh, I thought, well, that's that's not. <laughs> That's Good. not okay. It's <laughs> not all right. Uh, so you know, I began the process. Um, I opened the actually the music hall in '71. It had been closed for a number of years, mm-hmm. and uh, it became the original home for the uh, Michigan Opera Theater. And uh, you know, it was it was a, a beginning, and uh, and we made sure that it was to grow and. Uh, has now become one of the major opera companies in yeah. the country, and I'm very proud of that. Yeah, uh, your career—I'm uh, not sure everyone knows this. You started out as a composer, and there are actually works out there that uh, that you wrote, and that I assume still get performed. Yeah, there are. Uh, yeah, I've I've always been um, drawn to writing for the voice. For me, that is the exciting thing. The, the, the voice is the most personal uh, yeah. avenue of expression. So, um, you know, I've done song cycles and uh, a lot of works that use the voice. And then, of course, I've done my opera, Cyrano, which, um, right. uh, which we're performing this year, actually. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And uh, so looking forward to seeing it on the stage again. Yeah. And uh, But... Um, you know, composing for me has always been a, a necessity, um, even so. It's, even though sometimes it's a struggle, <laughs> right? It's you like know, any other, yeah, any you know, other creation. It comes so hard, and yet you can't stay away from it. Yeah. Well, is that what you thought you might do with your life at some point? That 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 you would be a composer and and nothing else. Well, you know, I started out wanting to be a concert pianist. And then I, you know, as I was working at that, you know, so forth, there were so many good pianists. And I thought, well, what have I got to add <laughs> right, to this picture? How can I picture? distinguish myself here, right? <laughs> yeah, right. You know, so uh, uh, I then really became more interested in the institution building. I and mean, that's pretty much been my life. I did that at Oakland University in terms of the their programs oh. there and uh um, and then, you know, opening up the music hall as a center for the performing arts. Sure. And then finally opening up an opera house for the city. Yeah. Uh, this is Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. Uh, my guest is David D. Chiara, founder and artistic director of the Michigan Opera Theater. Uh, the Opera Theater kicks off its 2016-17 performance schedule with the iconic opera Carmen. Uh, and this will be... The last season that uh, David DeCura is going to be artistic director. Uh, you have a question uh, for David or want to make a comment about his storied career here in the city of Detroit? Give us a call. 313-577-1019 is the number. That's 313-577-1019. I, w- I wonder how you think art and arts have changed here in the city of Detroit over uh, the, the long period of time you've been involved with them. We talked about the sort of ups and downs mm-hmm. of the finances. Right. But but the art itself, it seems like, uh, has also gone through transitions. I think there's been a really a wonderful evolution. Not only the, you know, the establishment of the major institutions, you know, the Art Institute and the symphony and the opera, et cetera, but a kind of a... a, a plethora of uh, grassroots 
And that's all very exciting yeah. because each feeds the other. You know, there's there's uh, there's no uh, there's nothing to be celebrating if an organization is kind of self-standing and you know thinks sort of, of itself insulated. Insulated. It's all about interfacing with with so many of the other programs in the community, and I've always found that the most exciting part yeah. to uh, uh, to collaborate, to go into different parts of the community to deal with the exciting uh, diversity of our city, to do programming which reflects that diversity, that brings more people into, into, uh, uh, into the arts because they feel that it has something to say about them. Sure, sure. And, uh, and because of that, you know, over the years, I've done operas like Polish operas mm-hmm. and Armenian mm-hmm. operas, you know, because... And then that community began to feel as if they had a stake in what was happening and that maybe opera did speak to them as well, you know. And, of course, I was very much from the very beginning uh, focused and committed to the African-American community, not only in terms of works, but in terms of promoting and discovering talent. Uh, you right. know, and had some wonderful ones, you know, Kathy Battle mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Leona Mitchell and people like that. Yeah. And, just uh, little small names like that. Small names. Right? <laughs> but, uh, you know, just to, to find them, to uh, launch them has been uh, one of the great pleasures of my career. Yeah, no, I'm sure. Uh, let's go to Ron in Detroit. Ron, welcome to Detroit Today. Yeah, thank you. Uh-huh. I'm enjoying listening to the interview with Mr. DiCiera uh-huh. and, uh, of remote voice, which I wouldn't expect him to remember from his past, but I was a new pastor that had just moved to the east side uh, as an Episcopal priest to be rector of Church of the Messiah on the corner of the Boulevard in Lafayette. Uh uh But I didn't have a place to live, and so my newly appointed associate had moved on to 2235 Seminole, an Indian village, and behind it was a carriage house, and they had a tenant in the carriage house by the name of David DiCiera, <laughs> who apparently had made a very monastic kind of commitment for the sake of the art and oh. uh, was not above being in somebody's right. carriage, and house, carriage house. That's and, and look at the fruit of what we've got yeah, from right. that dedication. Ron, what a... What a wonderful uh, story to share with us. What a lovely sister. memory, yeah. and uh, and it was a beautiful place, yeah. and uh, it's a wonderful <laughs> part of the city. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, you will obviously be missed uh, after this season, but thank you very much for being here on the oh, it's, today. it's been my pleasure. Yeah. Thank All right. You. That's going to do it for me. I'll be back tomorrow. I hope you will, too. This is 1019 WDET Detroit, Wayne State's public radio station. See you tomorrow.